Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Angel Connection, a weekly show about all things angelic with your host, international healer and author, C.J. Martins. Good evening, all my angel friends out there. This is CJ Martis, and you're listening to The Angel Connection on Friday, September 7th. I have a very special guest this evening who's returning to the show, Laverne Stewart. We're going to talk about the new book she's working on called Coming Out of the Psychic Closet. Love that title. And have a great discussion about some of the fears we can all have about our intuitive side and sharing that with other people. Of course, after discussion of the topic, open up the phones, and also welcome to the inaugural one hour of the show, and I appreciate all the support of all of you guys to keep this show going and the success that it's had, so love you guys for that. We'll start, uh, as we normally do, with a prayer request. I have a couple of them. I have a very special woman that I really want to ask that you pray for this week. Her name is Cynthia, and she's been searching for help for a long time, these health issues that doctors really can't find any diagnosis for. So please send her some prayers, and please also send prayers for Mary Kay, who's undergoing a heart procedure next week. The vision we want to hold for Mary Kay is that she has no damage in her heart or any blockage, and we pray the test goes well and that she doesn't have to have surgery. She gets to go home. So remember, if you have those prayer requests, just send them to me via email or on Facebook, and I'll be sure to include them on the next show. I have a one a little brief announcement before we do the inspiring story and get to the angel message tonight. I want uh, you all to be watching for announcements about my new novel, Angel Incarnate One Birth. It's going to be released officially on December 1st. And I've been having a lot of fun making videos and stuff for my Kickstarter site, so hopefully that will launch in the next couple of weeks, and I'm <clears throat> very excited to see what you guys think about that. Well, tonight I actually decided to do something a little bit different with the inspiring story. You guys know how much I love this segment. But I really wanted to tell you a quick story tonight about a courageous man that I know. Almost seven years ago, he was driving to work one morning on a highway near his home. When he came up over a hill, a woman in an SUV was in his lane coming straight for him. There was no time to react, and they both struck head on at 45 miles an hour each. The woman, unfortunately, didn't survive, and you can definitely make a laundry list of the man's injuries. He ruptured spleen, compound fracture to his thigh bone, shattered kneecap, broken hip, left ankle fracture, three fractures in the right ankle joint, and dislocation of his other hip, and he was in a coma for nearly three weeks. You know, his angels were definitely with him that day, which I thank God for, because he not only survived, but somehow didn't have any spine, neck, or head injuries, and though he survived, you can really imagine with all of those injuries, the amount and length of his rehabilitation, yet he persevered and he never gave up. To care for his family, he even returned to work driving the same highway that he'd had the accident on every day, only four and a half months after this happened. He is now a miracle man and needs no assistive device to walk. And you may, some of you may have already guessed this. The inspiring man that I'm sharing with you is my husband, David. The reason I chose David as my inspiring story this week is because last night I was working energetically with massage uh, and everything on his right foot, as I've often done since his accident. 
But last night a miracle happened. Since the accident, he's had very limited motion of the ankle joint, lack of feeling in different areas of the foot down to his toes, and he couldn't even wiggle his toes independently. Then all of a sudden last night, all the movement in his joint and toes returned, and nearly all of the numbness evaporated. So it was this miraculous thing. You know, it's so touching, not just because I love him as much as I do, but to see just a human being get their right foot back and know what that meant to him. You know, as we experienced that event last night together, I saw him take, trying to really take in that experience of having his right foot again. I felt so inspired by my husband that he just never gave up. I share this with you because we all have, you know, are inspired sometimes by people who can traverse great adversity and still live their life well. And in David's case, live your life even better. So tonight, thank you for indulging me. Hats off to my incredible husband for inspiring me and possibly inspiring you too. Because I love him so. <laughs> anyway, so um, moving on to the angel message of the week. And then we will bring Laverne on for this incredible discussion that we're going to have tonight. So here you go. Dear ones, we often say to you that you are already perfect, just the way that you are. We wish to speak more clearly about what this means. When we reinforce this idea, what we mean is this. Everything that you will need or require for your life journey is already within you. Anything you could aspire to do or achieve already exists as a potential inside of you simply waiting for you to release it. So if you have everything you need... <clears throat> and you believe that we what we are saying, then you could be could you be more peaceful this week? Could you pause for a moment in your constant striving to be something better? What if you opened to the possibility that you were already what you came to be? Would you be able to surrender to the fact that you only need to relax and be that which you already are? That beautiful being that you already are is even more miraculous than you can possibly imagine. We ask you to contemplate the miraculous and amazing nature of who you are this week. We ask you to release the need to fix yourself or change anything about who you are. The energies entering the human world this week will support your ability to see the truth of yourself. The divine will allow you to believe in your ability to manifest the wisdom that is already there. We see so many of you free-falling into deeper healing processes now. We celebrate your courage to face those things that you have not felt strong enough to deal with. So consider this week a vacation of sorts. Okay, I'm pausing for a minute in the angel message. The angels say we can take a vacation this week. That is really cool. Okay, back to it. All you need to do is see yourself. You do not need to actively push yourself forward at all. Take time to integrate <clears throat> excuse me, the aspects of your journey thus far and celebrate how far you've come already. Enjoy your life this week. Appreciate yourself and the wonderful people that have helped and supported you along the way. Reach out to special people in your life with gratitude for their positive influence. This may be a single person or more. <clears throat> then allow yourself to feel gratitude for the many extraordinary talents you already possess. Let your desire for growth become still and use your solitude, meditation, or prayer time this week to focus on already being filled up with perfect compassion. Breathe in your light and allow it to unfold from you perfectly. It's time to foster greater trust in yourself and your inherent wisdom. 
Allow yourself to be in greater calm and stillness this week so that you can listen to your inner voice. Celebrate the full you and take a break from the doing, doing, doing for now. Allow yourself to simply flow this week, taking only one moment at a time. Know that we are right beside you every day, helping you to heal your past trauma, surrender to the divine inside you, and learn to trust yourself. Just call upon us whenever you need to. We are only a thought away. Until next time, dear ones, we are the seraphim. Well, I don't know about you, but, you know, vacation sounds pretty good. I know we're heading into fall. I should have already taken my vacation, but I've been a little busy. So it's time to flow this week, guys. Well, I want to introduce Laverne Stewart. She's an amazing woman. You know, Laverne has been putting thoughts to paper as long as she's been able to hold a pencil. She knew early on that writing a career was her life's ambition. After a year in radio, she made the move to TV news, spending 11 years with CTV in Halifax, St. John, and Fredericton. She made a leap to print media in 1999 when she accepted a position as a news reporter with the Daily Gleaner. Now she's happily covering good news stories as a feature writer. Well, I think before the show, that might have changed a little bit. And when she isn't writing for the newspaper, she does... uh, time at her home in New Brunswick. And so without further ado, I'd like to welcome Laverne back to the Angel Connection. Hello, Laverne. Oh, hi, CJ. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, and and I'm so happy that you're here to spend this hour with myself and the listeners. Well, I'm really excited to be here. You know, and, and this topic, I think, is just very relevant, you know, with a lot of the shifting that's going on. And and just, you know, I think getting comfortable with our intuitive nature would be a subhead, you know, under coming out of the psychic closet because I think that overall people are learning to, you know, kind of step out and, and, and realize that they're intuitive, realize that, you know, there are things that we can share with each other about it. And so, you know, where I would like to start tonight of this discussion, you know, would you share a little bit about, you know, the new book that you're working on, you know, what it's about and what you hope to do with that, with the book. Well, you know, this this came as a natural follow to the first book that I write, wrote called Angels in the Afterlife. And I interviewed so many people for that book that talked about their intuitive abilities. And many of them talked about having a fear of, coming out of the psychic closet, uh, so to speak. They worried about what people would think of them if people knew that they could see things that most of us don't. They hear things that most of us don't. and They just know things that others don't know. Uh, uh, You know, they know things, uh, events before they happen. And so uh, I, I just thought that's a subject matter I want to delve deeper into I want to talk to people about what that's like, having those abilities and yet fearing uh, coming out of the psychic closet, sharing that with others, the fear of what that the reaction would be by others to what they are able to see, hear, feel, what they know to be true. Uh, and so I started interviewing people about that and um probably have talked to about 30 people so far and and I'm still searching for others so the book is far from complete and if uh, other people want to share I'm more than happy to hear so 
that's where it's at right now, and that's really how it started. It was a natural progression from the first book. And just briefly for those that didn't hear about the first book, you know, uh, when was that written? Uh, well, it how it started was in 2009. I was at a women's mm-hmm. retreat, and I, I was spending uh, time in meditation and prayer, some quiet time, and I was sending, uh, you know, a, a, a thought out or a, or a question, why can't I write fiction? Because all of my life I've written nonfiction as a journalist. That's what it is. And I, I had this notion that I wanted to be the next Ernest Hemingway. I had to write the next great novel. Um, and I've tried repeatedly, and it just doesn't work for me. It falls flat. And so I, I sent the message out or the question out, why have you given me a gift to write when I can't write when I want to write? And I I heard an audible voice say, I have not called you to write fiction. I've called you to write the truth. And I looked around the room, and I said, did I really hear what I think I heard? But then it was a real clear sense of knowing that it had to be about people's encounters with the divine and with their spirituality and their intuitive gifts and so then I set out on a path, and people were coming to me quicker than I could, uh, comp- you know, compile their stories. And within nine months, the book was born, and it's done. It's uh, on the bestsellers list in this part of the world, and it's available to anyone anyone in the world. And and so it came out a couple of years ago, and actually a year and a half now. So, and then from there, I started working on this next this next writing project. Well, you know, I, congratulations, by the way, being on the bestsellers. You know, this, that is wonderful. Who would have thought it? I was so afraid <laughs> to come out of the closet with this writing book because I thought, ooh, I'm a journalist. People aren't going to take me seriously anymore. I'm, gonna, I'm talking about psychics and spirituality and the things I've seen and heard and felt. People are going to think I've absolutely lost it. But let me tell you something. When you share your your experiences with this and others, my experience has been that it's been nothing but positive. People have come to me and said, I've wanted to share this with people all my life. I've had this happen to me. This That happened to me. This happened to my mother or my brother or my sister. And it just opened up a whole dialogue uh, with people who for years wanted to talk about this subject but were afraid to do so. And many people said the book gave them healing and hope, Um, you know, healing for people who've lost loved ones that they're in deep grief over, knowing that that the end of this life is not the end, but it's only, you know, the next chapter is is the world beyond this, the afterlife. Uh, So it was just such a wonderful experience that um, I can't wait to see what happens with this next one. Well, you know, I was about to say, you know, the whole process that you're kind of describing of going, you know, maybe I shouldn't be writing this. You know, I have these fears about, you know, what people will say and think. So you, I, I love it when this is uh, true for myself as well. You know, we, we work on projects, we do different things, but in the process of the project, we have grown tremendously ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the win-win that, you know, when we do follow that synchronous flow, like you said, you know, all of a sudden everybody's coming, you know, and I think that a lot of times we may not share intuitively 
uh, with other people. But when we do tap into our own intuition, that's when things can really, really flow like that. And so I would imagine, you know, you stepping out there, certainly, and this new book, give people courage to do that. You know, because I do know people who have intuitive gifts, and, and it's a very big challenge to them rather than them being a blessing. In fact, I know at least one person who wishes they could just get rid of their gifts, you know. <clears throat> and what you were describing, you know, I guess you can relate to a little bit of that, that well, fear. Well, I can. I, I can, but I, I mean, what I have felt and seen and heard is is very small compared to what other people have. There's one woman who said that... Uh, all of her life, she has had the ability to do what's called remote viewing, in that she can see what's happened to another person in another part of the world. Uh, in in a nearby community, she lives in the United States, uh, there was a, an abduction of a young man, and, uh, and she could see that he had been um, murdered and and she could see the burial site. And so she knew that she had to share this with someone because the police were, it became a cold case, and, and she really wanted the family, whom she didn't know, but she wanted the family to, to have some type of closure. Because if you have no body, uh, you don't really have closure. If you have no one to bring to justice, who is made to answer for the crime of of taking a loved one's life, then there really isn't any peace for you. It's a it's a sense of unknowing, uh, and so she went to the uh, the detectives in the case, and all of a sudden she became a suspect in the case, and she said her life was absolutely made to be a living hell because she was hounded and. Uh, you know, after a few months, it all got sorted out, and she said, "Listen, I I want you to know that this is where you know all of the details." And uh, they did find the body. Uh, eventually, they did find the the person responsible for killing the young man, and was brought to trial. And this woman was found to be you know completely innocent of anything other than the fact that she she is a psychic medium and she can do remote viewing. And now. Uh, agencies, policing agencies, FBI, CIA, and other agencies around the world use use her, call upon her to help them solve cases. But boy, f- you know, for a long time, 30 years of her life, she was very reticent to discuss this because she's in an area of the Bible Belt, uh, southern U.S., didn't want to discuss it because that's kind of a taboo thing. Right, and I, you know, there can be, you know, you sharing her story certainly when, you know, people have gifts like that or you hear stories like that, I think that creates fear and people's like, well, you know, bad things can kind of <laughs> happen. Now, certainly it, it did turn out, it, you know, turn out well for her uh, eventually if everybody is now kind of contacting her to, knowing that she's she's the real deal. But I do what have an... another very close friend who has been a psychic medium as long as she can remember. She has never not had this ability. Uh, she's always felt kind of like an uh, an outsider. People, she never really knows who her friends are. Uh, you know, true deep friends. She said she can count on you know two or three fingers who are really her friends and those who are. 
you know, there to try and um, maybe access information from her. Uh, it's, it's, she said it's, a, it's very difficult to people who think that they want to have the gifts that she has. Uh, she said, you know, just live a couple of days in my shoes, see what I see, feel what I feel, and, and you're going to know that you don't want this. It is a, it is a gift in many ways she's able to help people um and she does and and it's a blessing but in other ways you know too much who whom for those who receive much much is expected and she has a huge burden of responsibility on her shoulders and she doesn't take it lightly at all um but there are some days she just wishes wishes she could shut off and and not see and hear and feel the things she does well you know we've been talking about a couple of uh, you know, people who, you know, that's what they're really, you know, their gifts are extremely pronounced, you know, and, and extremely uh, intense, you know, for them. And, you know, before we came on air, we were kind of talking, though, you know, for many of the listeners out there and yourself included, you know, that intuition isn't such a uh, thing outside of, you know, yourself. It's it's much more integrated or kind of like your gut, you know, feeling, well, that's just and, it. I mean, we're all we are all born with intuitive abilities. Think about the amount of gray matter we use. We use such a small fraction of our brains, and if we could only develop uh, a more of our brain, then think of the things we could do. And for some for some children, all children are born with the ability to see and hear and feel things. Uh, that many adults don't. And then for some reason, society helps tamp that down. They, the children come to see that it's not socially acceptable to talk or, or you know, to engage in, in, in anything like this. So they, they shut that part of themselves down. But if you think about it, say... That go go have a conversation with somebody and say, you know, I got this gut feeling about so and so, or you know, I'm just I have this sense of something, and no one looks at you, you know, like you've got three heads, um, because we all have that gut feeling from time to time. That's our intuition, and and I've heard it, I've heard this this saying, when when we pray. We're talking to God or the Creator or the Divine. When we have intuition, it's the the Divine God, the Creator, talking to us. So if we have a feeling, a sense of something, or if we hear something, or if we see something, or know something, that intuition is God, the Creator, the Divine, talking to us. And it's all connected, you know. So, uh, that that voice I heard that prompted me to write that book about angels, I'm sure that was the divine talking to me. What what else would it have been? There was no one else in the room. Well, you know, a lot that I do with this show every week, too, is, you know, about trusting ourselves, trusting that inner voice. The angels talk about that on the message a lot. And they give us a, did you know that we get a vacation this week, Laverne? <laughs> Sure, needed after the week. <laughs> I understand, um, but you know, when we, you know, when we really do realize, and I was hoping out of the this show tonight, you know, about people, you know, getting more comfortable with it. We all have, like you said, that 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 
gut feeling, those inner instincts, the subconscious part of ourselves that can tap into really all of the information that we might possibly possibly need. And I think that's why it comes up is we talk about it being like a physical kind of gut, you know, gut feeling that that we have is kind of like our subconscious going, hey, hey, pay attention to something. And so, you know, it's it's you know, it's it's really a process, you know, for everyone out there that's listening tonight, you know, every, everyone has these abilities. And, and you know, it's a it's, process that we can we can develop if if you choose to. You don't have to. There's nothing no. that says that you have to, but if you're interested in developing those intuitive gifts that are there but just not developed, there are ways to do that. There's a lady in in my part of the world who says she can teach anybody uh, how to develop their their intuitive gifts, and and at the end at the end of this course, she says, "What I do." She's a psychic medium. She said, "We all have it." She said, "What psychic mediums and people with these gifts that we think are so rare and special?" She said, "It's not rare and special. Anybody can do this. They just have to learn how. Learn how to reawaken what's already there." And that is, you know, and that is so true. And it's like anything else. If you, if you work your muscles over time, you're going to get bigger muscles. And I, and it's certainly true. That, you know, for me, the more that I have used those abilities since childhood and been comfortable, you know, with them. Yes, I have gotten looks like I was <laughs> three heads at times, and and can really relate to what you were sharing about your friend who's a medium. You know. Um, really kind of feeling alone in the earlier part of my life. That's not true now. But, you know, when you have a lot of those and they don't shut off a childhood, you know, because we're not getting validated at home or, or all these things that can happen as, uh, you know, wide-open children that we are when we come in. What you know, people but it, should know is that CJ's story is going to be included in, in this coming up closet, <laughs> like a closet okay. book. So if people, if people are interested in reading your story, when the book is available, they can hear all about your life. The, the 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 way to uh develop that i find what uh what helps is to spend time with like-minded people if you are around someone who is highly sensitive has intuitive gifts um just spend some time with them and then see what happens you will start feeling seeing hearing more than you had prior to spending time with people who are very uh, spiritual or uh, have an intuitive abilities. It just kind of rubs off for some reason. Uh, and and th- there are people, if you can find a, a community of like-minded people who who are part of the spiritual community, uh, then then you can learn from those people. And uh, and and you'll find that your your intuitive abilities heighten as you spend more time with people who have intuitive gifts. Well, and I'd, I'd like to speak to, about that for a, a moment because of, you know, listeners that do follow the show every week. You know, the reason it rubs off, I you know, it kind of rubs off intuitively is that, you know, we're all made of vibration, right? We've all got this energetic part of ourselves. And when someone's energy is very manifest, you know, they're very connected intuitively, their field vibration is is a much higher frequency. And so literally just being in proximity raises that frequency because 
in science, you know, biological systems, all, all systems that are living in train to the higher vibration. So kind of the quantum part of that that you were mentioning, you know, is very true. It's not even just being around people who are very validating, of course, and supporting, but at an energetic level, it can open up, like you said, your your abilities as well. And that's why as we become, you know, to me, more connected to all of our consciousnesses, our wisdom, all of that, you know, our all we really have to do is to take care of what's going on in our own house because as we raise our frequency, thus then, you know, it ripples out. I have an interesting story to tell about that. I went to an evening where a psychic medium was holding a seminar and there were probably about 60 people in the room and she was doing many readings from people and she was just explaining how things are and the energy level in the room was as high as I've ever felt it. Well, it wasn't just that psychic medium. There were two other psychic mediums in the room that I knew of and other people with intuitive abilities um, were there as well. And uh, I woke up the next morning like I had been on a bender. My head was just ready to explode and I called one of these ladies up and I said, I don't understand it, but I mean, I don't drink, but if, if this is a hangover, I'm pretty sure it's a hangover. It feels like one. She said, honey, you were in a room full of energy. You took all of that in. And, and there's something called grounding that that um, that people will say that is necessary. You need to, um, you know, get yourself grounded so that you don't take too much of that psychic energy in and if you if you don't do that and i didn't that night because i was too excited to hear what these people were saying i wasn't paying attention to settling myself down and uh i i it was like i had you know consumed the better part of a a fifth of jack (laughs) it was it was pretty bad it took quite a while to get rid of the headache but that is the type of energy we take in when we're surrounded by people who are very gifted but that that being said um if if you want to start off just start you know reading um material being around people who can help guide you and and be very careful about the people that you are with because not everybody knows what they're doing and not everybody is operating from a place of light and goodness and that's where we have to trust that gut instinct certainly exactly if if the hairs are standing up on the back of your neck and you get the heebie-jeebies, maybe it's time to get out. <laughs> walk walk quickly the other direction. <laughs> um, well, you know, it, there just as we have, you know, every nationality, every color, skin, and all that, we got a whole lot of different people with different abilities, different frequencies, and and, and so that's really, you know, we we do need to to really trust. Uh, you know, trust that intuition, whether or not we ever, you know, are a person that comes out of the psychic closet. Obviously, I'm way out of the closet at this point. But, you know, for people out there, you know, my hope for people is to reawaken things, you know, within themselves because we do all have have that that wisdom, that ability to tap into it. You know, I've just been doing it for so long, so visual, you know, things just go boom, boom, boom. But it, it wasn't that way initially, you know, when I first came in. 
for me, it's um, I, I I really can tell the difference when I'm spending time in meditation uh, and I'm really tuning in and and connecting with with the divine. Um, spending time in in prayer and meditation, um, I I am more. It's like tuning in a radio station. Sometimes it, it gets very clear, and my my sense of knowing things and hearing things becomes very clear, very fine tuned. Um, but it, it takes it takes time and effort. It's not something you can say. Eh, today I feel like tuning in, and no, maybe not. You you have to. It's something you have to nurture. And I can tell you right now, I wouldn't hear or see or feel anything right now because I'm so far away from that prayer and meditation time. I haven't spent the time to connect. And the angels will come as close as you let them. You know, if you're not in the mood to have them around, they're not going to. You know, they'll back off. They'll they'll be with within. You know, they're they're always with you. But um, you know they'll take a few steps back if if you're not in the mood to to connect with them, and uh, you know they respect space. And uh, same same with intuitive abilities. I really believe that if you nurture it, you know you develop it. If you ignore it, then you know like those muscles, they'll atrophy. You know absolutely. And I bet you've just heard some, you know, you shared a couple of them, some incredible stories. Uh, you know, with the first book, with this next book you know other than what we've you know can you share with us you know some of the the fears some of the challenges that you've run into talking to some of these folks uh well like i said the, the lady who was afraid to come out because she was in an area uh of the southern united states that really frowns on uh maybe thinks that psychics uh, are not you know it is not a divine gift um that's that's one another lady who's in Nova Scotia this province next door to New Brunswick she was saying that only in her 40s did she come out of the psychic closet but from the time she was a small child she would have visitations in her room from loved ones her grandmother would drop by and you know she talked to nanny and her um other deceased relatives would stop by uh angels would would visit and and it was all very cute when she was young. You know, she had imaginary friends, and that was fine. But by the time she hit her teens, uh, people were starting to look at her a little funny. And uh, her mother had had a very difficult time. Um, she was called a witch in this community, so they had to leave. They went to a very remote area where there were very few people around. And she knew that based on her family's experience, because of, her mother and and being socially outcast and ostracized, she didn't want to share because she didn't want to have that you know people ostracizing her the way she saw her mother and and what her family experienced. So she didn't share, but you know little by little information in small communities gets out. And while she wasn't open about it, people would find her and say, "I hear that you are able to connect with the dead." And and she, you know, once she found out that they weren't going to out her, she right. would sneak, sneak in the dark. They would make an arrangement to meet after hours in the dark in a very remote place where no one would see them. She'd sneak around, you know, back alleys, and she'd swear them to secrecy. Okay, I have a message for you, but you have to swear that you are not going to tell anybody 
that I do this. So everybody in the town would not, you know, didn't want other people to know that they were going to a psychic medium to talk to dear old dead Grampy. Um, so they wouldn't tell anybody, but everybody in the town was going to her anyway. So after a while, she said, listen, I am who I am. Now she has a shingle hung out, and she lives in Yarmouth, and, you know, she's she's proud to say she does what she does, and she is who she is. And she said, once you you say to people, listen, this is who I am, this is, these are the gifts that God have, has given me, and and who are you and who am I to deny them? And now she's doing so many good things for the people in that community and people all over the, over the world who call her long distance for help. You know, she, she helps bring closure to those who've lost loved ones. She helps bring peace to those who don't have it. She shares messages from the other side that people really want and need to hear. So isn't that a wonderful thing? The Having the courage to step out and say, this is who I am and I'm no longer going to hide it. She is proud of who she is and, and happy with the decision to come out and say so. And and that's what most of the people in the books that I have interviewed are doing now. Well, you know, that that's an incredible story. Yeah, what wonderful courage, you know, that, that she had. Because it, it's interesting, too, because I want to share a, a little bit, too, and, and we've certainly talked about this one-on-one. Um, but, you know, just the the whole um almost lost my train of thought there the whole you know for for uh you know for my own journey and all of that you know and not really having a lot of validation from other sources i mean i remember when i hit my teens i kind of freaked out and thought i was schizophrenic cuz i heard voices and you know we always you know we always kind of look at these things as as a detriment or something's wrong with us and you know over time um and I've done a lot of my work with people long distance and really it's been since the beginning of the show and stuff that myself I've stepped out and said, Hey, it's time. This is who I am, you know, this is what I'm all about and uh it's been such a rewarding experience for me, you know, to really step out and, you know, and be empowered to be myself yeah. in the world, you know, and, and it does take courage and I you know, I encourage anybody that's listening if you have those abilities, that's who you are. Exactly. The the ability to say that and and not be afraid must be I mean I don't have that level of intuitive ability. I mean, I'm operating at, at a very elementary, rudimentary, you know, like most people. I'm like most people. Occasionally I'll see things or hear things, you know, and you think, Oh, what was that? But when you're operating at the level that you are operating at and uh, and others who are highly uh tuned in to the other side it's unless you are comfortable with that unless you've accepted it it's got to be a very frightening thing and i'm thinking of a teenage girl that i know of um uh she uh she is going to be interviewed for this book i've yet to interview her but she's given me her consent i won't name her because she hasn't given me permission to do that but i'll mm-hmm. uh, yet but um she will for the book but she was in such a very bad place she didn't know what this was you know she would 
see beings in her room in the middle of the night. Like dozens of people, spiritual beings from the other side would, you know, they just once they know that you are you can see and hear them, they want to talk because so very few of us on this side have that are that tuned in that we can see and hear them and they have things they want to say. They have people they want to connect with. And and why not go to somebody that can do that for them? You know, you have a you have a message. They have a message they want to pass on to their daughter or their or their wife or their husband, and those people aren't able to hear and see them. Well, why not go to someone who can? So she was inundated with these these people who passed, and and it was really quite frightening. And she thought, like you, she thought. I'm losing my mind. I'm losing it. I'm. I'm. I must be schizophrenic. I'm hearing voices. I'm seeing things. This is. And you know, it, it got to the point where she just didn't know whether she wanted to live. And and thank God she ha- was able to connect with a woman who is very spiritual, very understanding, highly intuitive, a psychic medium who could mentor her. And if it weren't for that woman helping that young woman, that teen. Uh, the teen and her mom say she wouldn't be alive today because she did not think she could carry on. You know, many young people who are intuitives, who have these gifts, who don't understand them, who don't have people who are ready to help nurture them and guide them along, and there are many parents who don't know what to do. They know their kids are seeing and hearing things. They know their children are not schizophrenic. They're not having psychotic episodes. They have no idea what to do to help these children. Well, you know, if if we could just help these children connect with those who are more mature, who have developed their gifts, who can guide them and nurture them, maybe we wouldn't have teens who are taking their lives because they just don't know that it's okay to come out of the psychic closet. Well, I'm glad that you shared that. You know, I have a soft spot spot myself because being a teenager that didn't really have anybody, uh, for me, you know, it was a very dark time for me. Plus, in our teenage years, you know, the ego's developing. We've got all this stuff going on in our bodies, going crazy, hormones, everything. So I think it's a really challenging time for a very intensely connected, intuitive. And we're seeing more and more of those. We have indigo children. We have crystal children. We have all these children coming in, not losing a darn bit of it. Yet, you know, as they they start that huge growth spurt, you know, in the teen years, uh, with all these other things going on, it can be just completely overwhelming. And I and I'm glad you shared that story with the listeners because for all my listeners out there, you know, if you do have these intuitive abilities, you accept them 100. percent You know, think about mentoring a teen or some, you know, because at the, that's such a pivotal time, and and at some point. You know, when I get a, get a break, I'm, I really want to write a, a book for parenting these children. Um, suggestions for parents: How do you how do you kind of deal with this? Uh, you know, and I even work with smaller children uh, now who whose parents say, you know, my child's special. I don't know what to do. He says there's a man in his closet. You know, I mean, so I, I do home visits, you know, for things like that, and just to really, you know, these children are so special. This is the next wave of the mediums, and, you know, it's just such an important uh, segment, I think, of the population that, 
you know, we need to be mindful of those kids. We sure do. And, you know, nothing drives me crazier than people saying, oh, isn't that sweet? They have a little imaginary friend. Well, really, if we stop and think about it, you know, just because we can't see that person that they're talking to doesn't mean they're not talking to a person. They're just more tuned in. They're able to see because their energy level is higher than ours. Um, things, they're more tuned in than we are as adults. And uh, I remember my son would uh, call me into his room when he was four and five and six, and he would say, Mommy, the fire people are in my room, and they're, it's so bright in here I can't sleep. And I had no idea what he was talking about. What do you mean fire people? So I went to a lady who's a psychic medium that I know quite well, and I said, you know... Nick is talking about the fire people in his room. What does he mean by that? And uh, she, I had envisioned, you know, firefighters? You know, I didn't know what he was <laughs> talking about. And she said, no, no, my son used to talk about the fire people in his room. Well, angels are filled with light. They glow. They're radiating the divine, the love of God. And what what would be brighter more radiant than the love of God and the, the being in the presence of an angelic being or beings. Well, I'm sure when he woke to this bright light that he could see, his room was filled with angels watching over him as he slept. And when I explained that to him, I said, you know, honey, God loves you so much and and your your room is filled with angelic beings the angels who watch over you while you sleep to make sure no harm comes to you. Well, it made perfect sense to him. And, you know, from then on in, I didn't hear him coming out saying, you know, the the fire people are in my room. He just accepted it, and it was fine with him. He's 10 now, and I don't hear him talking about the fire people anymore, but um, that, that was very comforting to him and very comforting to me, too. And why wouldn't the angels watch over a child as they slept? They watch over all of us because we're all God's children. Well, and I agree with you, and I think that, you know, children too, you know, they have limited concepts initially, you know, so it is it is hard sometimes to interpret what they're seeing. You know, um, my own daughter had a, an actually a, like an, a familiar, an animal. Mm-hmm. And he would lay at her bed, at the foot of her bed, and you would actually see an indent. It was the strangest thing um, that I had ever seen. You know, he was really her, her protector. And she could see him. I couldn't see him, but I could actually see, like, an imprint on the bed. And, you know, so I think it's wonderful that you sought out somebody who might be able to interpret what your son was, you know, saying to you. The other thing I remember him saying was that... Uh when when we're born we we walk through a door and we we pick our mummies and daddies and and we we choose them because they are the mummies and daddies that are meant to be in our lives to help us have the journey that we chose before we came to earth and he said did you know that when when after we've had all the experiences we want to have then we walk through that door and we go home and everybody's waiting for us on the other side. And he said that when he was three. And I had no idea how that child knew that. I'd never had that conversation with him. He would never have read that because a three-year-old doesn't read. 
but that 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 conversation happened um, kind of just out of the blue as we were sitting around a campfire one summer evening when we were both alone. And it amazed me that a three-year-old, three or four, I can't remember exactly how old he was, but old enough that, that he could have a conversation. But it was it was amazed me that he had that kind of insight about coming to Earth, choosing the journey, having it, and going to the other side again and walking through a door. That's how he interpreted it. And that's why I say all children have a sense of where they've come from and where they're going back to because this is not home. The other side is home. This is just the earthly experience that we chose to have. And that's something, you know, like you said, as children, it's very, very inherent, you know, and for a three-year-old to come up with that. You know, I, I recall as a child myself, you know, in my observations of things, trying to have a discussion with my mother about how the table wasn't really solid. <laughs> I was about five. I said, no, it's moving. It's moving, uh, which indeed, at a, you know, at, a, at an atomic level, you know, everything's actually is vibrating and moving, you know, and I always got that little, that's nice, honey, pat on the head. I have no idea what to say to you, you know, now that you've said that. Um, but we have some really incredible children, like I said, coming in over the last couple of decades, and these kids are just amazingly connected. And so everything that we do as parents or the parents out there, you know, to to raise our children at least be open to what they're, you know, what they're sharing with you, and then maybe they won't have to come out of the psychic closet when they're 40 or 50 years old. Well, you know, those those of us who are in our 40s and 50s now, we have to come out of the psychic closet, but I think this next generation, there will be no closet to come out of because there it's getting accepted more and more 20 years ago you and I would not have had this conversation there would be no radio show talking about angels and we wouldn't be talking about people's intuitive abilities it just wouldn't happen but today it's happening people are more and more accepting of this and my hope is for my children and and their generation to be completely in tune and accepting of who they are and their intuitive abilities and because I said, you know, as I, as we started this conversation at the start of the show, everybody is born with it, and it's okay. And it is, and it's something that if we if we reject within ourselves, we we absolutely can't navigate life the same way that that we can if we're not rejecting some piece of who we are. I just really believe that. And so, you know, this new wave of children. You know those that are coming out of the closet in their forty, you know, forties and fifties, and I kind of went in and out of the closet my whole life, depending on what was going on. You know, for me personally, because I've had quite a journey just from the human aspect of things as well. So well, you, know, you know, for me, the closet it depends on. I'll come in and out depending on who I'm with. You know, if well, I'm in a group, if I'm in a group full of intuitive psychic mediums, I'm completely comfortable talking about this. But I certainly wouldn't do it at the newspaper where I work. It would, you know, it just wouldn't be appropriate. But um, I think we're coming to a time that people are 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 more and more accepting, and and you know, people don't look at you like you have three heads as they once did. Right, and, and you know that's why books like the one that you've already released, this one you're working on, I think are are important for, and, and just as that message you got, you know, I, I'm calling you to to write the truth. You know, the more, and I I can't wait, not just because I'm 
you interviewed me for the book. You told on me. I wasn't going to tell anybody that. No, just kidding. Um, but, you know, just to read other people's stories, right, gives gives us that validation that we're often looking for as children, and maybe we do, maybe we don't get that. You know, but as we become older, I think even, you know, it's so nice to read. There's so much healing that comes from reading other people's experiences of what they've, you know, what they do see and, and how that affects their life and how they kind of overcame, you know, the adversity of that, which can be true if you live in, like, the Bible Belt or, you know, you live in the... I always laugh that here in the Midwest where I live in the United States is actually considered really, you know, as well as the South, you know, very much Bible Belt country. And so my practice has been funny that I, I work with very few people, actually, in my area. Most of my clients are all over the United States and the world in different places. It's only been probably in the last year that that has changed where I'm working with more and more people in my area. And it just shows the shift that's happening across the world. You know, so before more and more people who, who, are, who, who are of the mindset of, you know, in, in the Bible Belt area, so to speak, even people who once were would have considered this uh you know for lack of a better word of the devil or or not christian uh are coming to see that there there is god in all things including the ability to know things and see things and hear things well and what i have noticed too walking in many different circles as i do and you know i was given a great gift of being able to communicate i think at a lot of different levels with people but I know that now that, you know, it's like when I was comfortable completely, a hundred, you know, a hundred percent, this is who I am. You would be surprised at how that kind of shifts around you too with people. So I've had experiences where I wouldn't have believed a year ago I'd have a conversation like that with this person. Whereas now it's, it's definitely, and I think a lot of that has to do with how comfortable we are with what we know and, and how we, you know, the, the information that we're receiving. So, I think it's just very it's just very interesting, you know, that I, the world kind of perception of you can shift as your perception of you shifts, you know, and everything just sort of flows that way. So, you know, how what part then, or at least you know, as we're kind of wrapping up the show about the book, you know, you said you've done some interview, you know, you've got about twenty interviews, and you're certainly looking for more. So I want to encourage anybody out there that's listening, by the way to contact Laverne or myself. I can pass it along to Laverne. If you'd like to tell her your story, she would love to absolutely hear it. You know, But when do you think this book might be out? And I know that that can kind of shift and change. But Well, I do. What? Actually, I've, I was in contact with my publishing company just uh, last week, and he said to me, I want it. When can you get it to me? <laughs> And I said, well, you know, it's it's really still in in the research stage. If I have, if I put a push on, hopefully, you know, I can have the the, the book finished in six months. The, the publishing world runs very slowly, and from the time I get it to my publisher to the time it's on the store shelf is about a year. So a year and a half from now, it's it's a very slow process. But um, it's coming, and uh, my publisher says he wants it like yesterday. So <laughs> I have to buckle down and get it done. Well, you know, and maybe, hopefully, my intention is that this show will bring you those people that you're waiting for so you can finish it. 
And so let's just we'll just see that happening. You know, do you have any uh you know, any parting, I guess, wisdom, you know, for people out there who are just still kinda on the fence about embracing I, their abilities and, I and all of that. There are strength in there's strength in numbers. Surround yourself with a community of like minded people. You know, gain strength and support and wisdom from people who have intuitive gifts. Know who you're spending time with though. Um, there are people who operate in the light and there are people who operate in a place of ego and darkness. Um, so be very careful who you spend time with, but surround yourself with people who are like minded, who can help you develop your gifts and not be afraid of them. I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, and and that's what is so amazing about the Internet. You know, prior to having such an amazing medium, you know, to share with everybody out there and have people like yourself on this show, we can really can connect to a much broader community. We're not really locked in by geography anymore. And so I think that's wonderful because it makes it a lot easier to find the community that you do need to kind of support allaying those fears and things, you know, that that you might have. So can you give your website and, and how people can get a hold of you? Uh, the the Angel in the Afterlife website is www.angelsintheafterlife.com. Um, and people can also reach me on Facebook uh, at uh, Laverne Stewart Burt, uh, so they can message me on Facebook if they would like. And they can go through you as well, through your show. Well, it has been, it doesn't seem like an hour, so that's cool, huh? Just sitting here chatting about coming out of the psychic closet with Laverne Stewart. You know, Laverne, I am so happy that you returned to the show. You're such a gift to me. I enjoy our conversations on air, off air. You know, you're an incredible woman, and I'm so glad that you're writing about the truth. Thank you. So... Well, we've just been, you know, discussing uh, in great depth, you know, honoring those parts of ourselves that are intuitive, clearing those fears, I think, that that come from stepping out, you know, of of that psychic closet, so to speak. You know, because we're really meant to, to use all of these abilities to navigate on the journey, to have that support to get that communication just like, you know, Laverne was sharing with us about how she came to write the initial book and kind of stepped away from more of, you know, the news and and things that that she's been experiencing. So I really uh, hope that everybody has enjoyed the topic this evening. You know, I've really had a, a wonderful time. And, and so, again, much love to to all the listeners out there who have made, you know, the Angel Connection Show. You know, I could sit here and talk every Friday night, but it's all of you who make this show work. And so I, I truly appreciate all of all of you that, that share yourself with me every week. So well be sure to tune in everybody to next week's one hour show. I'm going to have Joy Peterson back messages from above receiving divine guidance. And so I'm very excited about that topic as I am, you know, about uh, tonight's topic because we're going to have some really good suggestions on how to open up to receive those messages. So it's kind of perfect flowing from this show. So until next week, everybody out there, remember to be angelic to yourselves so that you can become an angel to others. Take care and have a blessed week. And don't forget what the angel said. 
take some time for a little vacation. Bye-bye.